Yeah, time for the marimbas, which means it's time for our weekly Africa report. And in today's edition, we look at the following. SADC set to hold emergency meeting on Mozambique. We've spoken about that. Tanzania's new president singles a shift in the approach to COVID-19 and a host of other issues in Tanzania. Central African Republic rebels vow to quit the rebel coalition. What does that mean? Online is political science lecture at Chrisma University in Zambia, Dr. Charles Moyo. You can follow him at www.afrodemocracyjournal.com. Dr. Charles Moyo, welcome. Thank you. Indeed, um, the talk of town at the moment is the fact that um, six Southern African presidents are going to be holding emergency talks on uh, Mozambique, in northern Mozambique, to be more precise. So what do you make of it? Some people are saying this meeting should have happened a long time ago. Indeed, indeed, they should have met, you know, a long time ago, uh, considering the damage that has been inflicted uh, in that country as a result of these not only the, you know, on the part of insurgents, but also uh, the Mozambican uh, army. So, but uh, this is the right time to, to act, considering what has happened, uh, you know, the events uh, of 24 March uh, in Palma Town, where, you know, insurgents uh, invaded that town and a number of people they were killed as a result. Even up to now, uh, the official position is that the, the government has retaken uh, the town, but uh, there are still security fears. There are some people who are not uh, accounted for as we speak. So yes, it, it is time to act. Yeah. And um, if we look at the situation in northern Mozambique, are you confident that SADC, the SADC presidents are going to understand what's happening in, in, in northern Mozambique? I, I hope so, but from what I have been hearing, it, it, it seems, even if you look at... Uh, you know, some statements that have been uh, released by government, even if you look at Zimbabwe and the media in general, it, it looks like they are advocating for, for a military solution, which is not enough, you know, because there is need for a holistic situation. So a holistic uh, solution, considering the situation on the ground. So there is need to, to dig deeper to, to, in order to find the root cause of the problem. So, you know, it's a very complicated uh, situation, you know, which was triggered by inequality. So there are so many issues and so many actors that are involved. There are even international actors that are interested uh, in the gas in, in, in that province. So all that has to be put into consideration. Yes, the need for the holistic and brought the uh, strategy in tackling this conflict. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody who's concerned about Mozambique will definitely agree that we need a holistic approach. And it uh, gets quite worrying 
where a, a spokesperson for the SADC community says it's deliberating on measures to address terrorism in Mozambique. Uh, it's a much, much bigger picture than that. And uh, it's disappointing, isn't it, when you see that kind of comment coming out from SADC? Yes, it's, it's, it's disappointing. That's why I even pointed out that even the, the even the state itself in, in Mozambique, it is it, guilty in some way. So this issue, the way it should be dealt with, uh, there should be no blame game, and there, there is need for self introspection uh, on the part of government so that they see. The, the, the root causes of this uh, of this crisis and the terminology that they use is very important and this issue should not be reduced you know into a religious conflict because it is certainly not a lot of people are saying that um Sadek is certainly not going to solve the problems do you think that this is something that uh states in the region south africa Zambia, um, all the other states are going to have to get used to the fact that this is going to be a lingering problem. It's not going to be solved overnight and that we have to be ready for the long haul. Yes, it's not going to be solved overnight because of the, you know, of this complicated uh, nature. Like I said, you know, there are so many actors. The, the, the Portuguese, uh, the, the Portuguese government, I'm told they are trainers uh, that are there on the ground training the Mozambican army. Uh, the Americans are also interested. I'm sure they, they sent some personnel. So static is also coming in. They are private actors, you know, private security uh, companies. I think two of them. So all those, you know, competing interests and actors, you know, it requires a well thought out solution. Let's move on to East Africa. Tanzania's new president, the first East African woman president, uh, signals a shift in approach to COVID-19. In her first speech, she certainly has covered a, a large amount of territory. We'll talk about some of the other issues a little later on. But first of all, she's gone, uh, she's sailing in the opposite direction of John Mongofuli, who said that COVID-19 was a conspiracy theory, it didn't uh, exist, that she is now appointing uh, government agencies or an agency to have a look at the COVID-19 uh, scenario in Tanzania. Yes, this is a, a right, you know, it's a step in the right uh, direction uh, uh, by the President Hassan, and it's also a notable uh, COVID-19 uh, policy shift. So this is a shift from denialism to pragmatism. She has seen that this problem is real. Maybe she knew about it, but she could not uh, say it out. Uh, because of a uh, predecessor's uh, position on COVID-19. So the fact that she's acknowledging it and she, she has set up, you know, a task force to, to deal with COVID-19 is a step in the right direction. That's the only way to, to tackle the, the, the pandemic. But she certainly has a lot of ground to catch up on, doesn't she? Because uh, Tanzania needs to come on board for COVAX, uh, getting uh, vaccines. 
Tanzania needs to do a, a survey of who has got COVID-19, who hasn't, and, and to sort of really do a lot of self-introspection, they're, they're going to have to start actually counting the numbers, which might be difficult. It will take a lot of time because so they need to act really fast. Uh, Tanzania has not been recording even, even the statistics. No research, no what. So all that ground has to be uh, covered, even building you know, synergies and ne- networks in terms of uh, tackling the, the pandemic. If you look at the relationship between the state and civil society organizations, or even international NGOs, that have been assisting other countries in touching this uh, pandemic. In Tanzania, such a synergy was not there. So they need to build that trust, uh, that network. There is a lot that needs to be done, the documentation of cases and so on. Yeah, and um, also what the new Tanzanian president has been announcing, she has said that um, media restrictions have to be lifted. There was an online a TV station that was banned or, or suspended. There was a TV station that was suspended and a prominent newspaper in Dar es Salaam that was also suspended by the, pre- the, uh, the previous president, John Magufuli. Media freedom is, is key in any uh, functioning democracy. So this is actually a good move and she's also trying to show that she's different from Magufuli. So she's touching their own way, you know, she is not following the authoritarian part, uh, you know, part I mean that was uh, followed by a predecessor. So this is a this is a good move. A, you know, she should be applauded uh, for this, and we, we hope that is something that is going to be sustainable and it's going to spread uh, to other, you know, sectors when it comes to democratic tenets. And of course, she has also been emphasizing foreign investment. Uh, it was felt that John Magufuli chased away a lot of foreign investors, and she said that the, the Tanzanian government now has to go on a confidence-building exercise to get some foreign cat capital and currency uh, into the country. Yes, even the issue of, of COVID-19 itself, you know, contributed even to, to capital applied in, in Tanzania. So, yes, confidence building is, is needed. And, you know, if you want to, to attract foreign direct investment, there is need of, of stability, there is need for, for democracy, especially if you are talking about investors from the West, because those are the preconditions. So she's in the right direction. Tanzania is likely to attract more direct Let's go into our final story today. The Central Africa Public, uh, African Republic rebels vow to quit rebellion. This is interesting because um, this group, um, Unity for Peace, it is one of the Central African Republic's uh, most powerful armed uh, groups and it's going to quit the rebel coalition. So where does CAR go from here? I, I think this is this is good for 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 the incumbent uh, because it means uh, the, the the rebel forces are going to be weakened because this is a 
you know, one of the strongest elements of, of, of the rebel forces. So it's, it's good for the incumbent. We are likely to see a weakened, you know, rebel coalition, which will work in favor of, of, of the incumbent. And of course, I mean, the incumbent president, uh, Faustin Archangi Toadara, if I pronounce his name correctly, was elected into power in an election where only one out of three voters were able to cast their ballots because of the rebel groups controlling the rest of the country. Yes, they almost overrun, you know, the country, at least the key centers of, of, of the country. So... Yeah, they, they are weakening. Maybe they are likely to see a peace and stability to the country, but it is not going to be an instant exercise. It's going to take time. There are already forces that are assisting the government forces. The, the Russians are there. Even, even Rwanda is assisting the army. So, Hopefully, the situation is going to be stable so that the country can progress. And of course, uh, the UPC, Unity for Peace, uh, um, so-called rebel group, has committed itself to the Khartoum Accord. Uh, that was signed in February 2019 between the government and 14 armed groups. So do you, th- do you think that, um, as you've already alluded that other rebel groups might follow suit and break away uh, and in the process uh, follow the Khartoum Accord other than sitting in opposition to the government right now? Yes, that's a positive uh, development as far as peace uh, is concerned, yes. Because what is happening right now in the rebel movement we are likely to see more divisions. There are others who are going to oppose, uh, you know, the, the, the Khartoum Accord uh, 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 process, while these others will be in support of it. So there will be even those who are advocating for, for the breakaway, you know. So the, the, in the end, the, the rebel movement will be in splinters and it will be more weekend before. And of course, Central African Republic, we don't have to remind ourselves, suffers from insecurity, um, a non-existent health uh, infrastructure, famine, and even a lack of humanitarian assistance. So the country is certainly in a very uh, dire uh, situation. It's, it's very unstable. It's a country that is very unstable, and it has been facing security challenges for a very long time. Remember, even uh, Joseph Cohn and the Lord Resistance Army, they used to operate there. So it's a country that is not stable when it comes to peace and security. Indeed, and we have to leave it there. Dr. Charles Moyer, political science lecturer, Charisma University in Zambia. You can follow him at www.afrodemocracyjournal.com. Dr. Charles Moyer, thank you for joining us. Thank you.